The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Welcome to the war. I am your co-host. <laughs> I'm trying to do the Bobby primetime, but I botched it all. Anyway, Dirty War Wrestling Above Replacements. I'm JT. That's Marcus. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, before we get started, absolutely uh, no recap of a Royal Rumble would be complete without the Mountain Dew Pitch Black, baby. Yeah. How is it? It is really good. Is um, it? I, I have a baby mouth, so like I'm really inclined to like things that are just like really childish um mm-hmm. but it's basically great mountain dew hmm. um, i'm not I, a big great like thing. soda fan i'm not a mountain dew fan but i, I love right. this this is yeah. great okay I, I gotta try it i looked for it the other day and i didn't spot it in the store but i want to try the other the the strawberry cream dr pepper zero i gotta i gotta try that too i've heard bad things about it but i'm like yeah, i'm sure flavors. it sucks but i'll try it <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Chad, it's real good. Yeah, give it a shot. Um, unofficial sponsor. Yes. Um, That's the word on the street. It tastes like just like your ass. <laughs> but it was said in a positive way, not in a negative way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned to other programming here on the North Star Connection Network for that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so we're here. Listen, if you're listening along, thank you. If you're watching along as well, we are on video on our YouTube channel. So if you want to pop over and look at us as we talk, you can do that. Uh, here on this program, we do a sabermetric style plus minus system, ranking every WWE pay-per-view of all time. We do it in a season format. And we're kind of hopping around. We're not doing chronological, but we within the season we are, but outside the seasons we're not. So right now we're uh, on the doorstep of wrapping up the 2015-16 season. And we say we say season. What we do is we start with the first pay per view following WrestleMania in any given calendar year. So we started this season with Extreme Rules 15, and it ends with WrestleMania the following calendar year. So that's kind of how WWF season works in our estimation uh so this season will end with wrestlemania 32 which we'll tackle in our next episode um we break down every match of the show we each grade it we average those grades and that kind of gives us a total match grade score and then we also break down the pay-per-views in all different categories and if you think of something as you know the whole basis of this podcast is being replacement level which is as average as it gets so 
Average match grade, two and a half. Fine commentary, baseline. Um, you know, just an acceptable thing that happens on a pay-per-view, baseline. Decent crowd, baseline. Bad crowd, minus one. Great commentary line, plus one. So we kind of go up, down, up, down, plus, minus, and we net everything out. That gives us a total war score. And then we're stack ranking every pay-per-view we've done. So we'll go over that at the end. Uh, Marcus, you want to quickly run down the categories that we break these pay-per-views down into? Absolutely. Uh, we start off with buildup of the event, followed by commentary, atmosphere, notable moments and importance, match grades, card structure, rewatchability, all-time matches, and that gives us our total. And JT, for us, an all-time match uh, for a positive is anything that we both agree is 4.25 and above. Uh, and for it to be a minus, it is something that we both agree is 0.75 and below. Yes, so that'll be bonus minus, minus plus points there if, you know, on top of the match grades. Um, so for the match grade, we sh- we score the match on a standard five-star scale. Uh, we take our average grade. So if I gave it a two and a quarter, you gave it a three, right? We average those together and uh, round it up. So that'll round up to, what, two and three quarters. And then we plus minus it from that baseline of two and a half. So if it's two and a half to four, it gets a plus one and a half. If it's two and a half to one, it gets a minus one and a half. We kind of add that all up. So we'll, we'll explain as we go. But um, we're going to start tonight with the 2016 Royal Rumble. We are live from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, January 24, 2016, 15,170. Uh, we are on the Dirty Network, of course. Our commentary team is Michael Cole, John Bradshaw Layfield, and Byron Saxton. Of course, most of the season has Jerry Lawler in that third spot, but Saxon's, I don't want to say it's been a positive change, but it's been a change. <laughs> I mean, it's better yeah. than Lawler, <laughs> I guess, but he doesn't add a ton. It's just, but it, no. it's almost addition by subtraction, I guess, is getting the king out of yeah. there. Of course, you know, we wish it well with his stroke recovery, but that doesn't mean we want to listen to his 2016 commentary. So I think, I think we can compartmentalize those things and, and move along. Um, we did uh, have a dark match on this evening. It was actually a Rumble qualifier as uh, I shouldn't say dark match, a pre-show match. Jack Swagger and Mark Henry defeated Ascension, Sandow and Darren Young and the Dudley Boys in a four-way match to uh, qualify for the Rumble. So Swagger and Henry are in the Rumble match. Surprised they didn't have the Dudley's in the Rumble? Match? Like, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> are you surprised the Dudley's uh, they didn't put him in the Rumble that they had him lose in this match here? Like, why even have him there at this point? They're already <sighs> cooked that bad. I, yeah, I've, I'm worried about tag teams in the Rumble. Like, I feel like if you're going to put a tag team in there, you've it's got to be like both guys have to be in the Rumble at the same time or else it's just a waste. So, I mean, if they're not going to even be a threat, I don't know. I like, guess like, guys in there. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, is Swagger really a threat at this point? He had his little uh, bounce with Rusev, but besides that, yeah. not a bug going on. Um. All right, let's get to our card proper. We open with the Intercontinental title match, uh, Last Man Standing, Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. We've enjoyed them so far uh, in this little feud they've had going on, and that continued here on this one for me, Marcus. I went four and a quarter. This is a great opener. Uh, Last Man Standings can be a little tricky, but they did a really good job working this one. Uh, It was a hot way to start the show. Ambrose retains his title, 20-minute opener. I think this kind of gets overlooked when you think of, like, classic rumble undercard matches like i don't think mm-hmm. you ever hear this one really get thrown out there but i i was impressed i like this one a lot yeah i was right there with you uh four and a quarter almost got to four and a half for me um i really love the simplistic um build up to the finish where it's just the big bump uh from the corner it's less less about like being a spectacle and just more about something that was built up to um but these guys have been uh delivering the goods all season so uh not surprised to see uh a all-time match from them uh for both of us Yes, um, so that will be a bonus point um, yep. when we get there. And so that just to give an example for the war score, so our average is four and a quarter. That's that's plus one seven five over the baseline, right? So that that that's a one seven five. So we're going to do that for every match, and we total those up, and that'll give us our output for that category. All right, uh, JT. Our next match is for the WWE Tag Team Titles, as it is the New Day uh, retaining against the Usos. Um, Take on the Usos tonight. Ooh, these guys have fantastic chemistry. Uh, four stars for me. Or a, a war. Yeah, I mean, me. obviously they have a uh, a great series of matches across like a decade now at this point. Um, this is like the Usos were were really good at this point, but they hadn't mm-hmm. like taken that even further leap that they're going to take eventually. Um, but they're like maybe like a couple of rungs up from where they were early on. And they still had good stuff even before this. But 
Um, this really, really delivered again. I went three and a half, so a little below you. New Days retain their bells. But, I mean, again, like we're looking at a really a strong two for two on this undercard so far. Um, a show that you don't hear a ton about when you think of classic Rumble undercards. And here we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, for you, it's two, four plus star matches. So it's a strong start. Uh, we roll on Kalisto wins the United States championship over Alberto Del Rio in 11 minutes. So a pretty big upset there. Again, like I, I like this decent enough. I went three stars. I thought it was a cool moment. They were in and out. You know, Del Rio was maligned at times, but like I thought this little few Kalisto has actually been pretty solid. Um, you know, I like the finish too, where Del Rio takes the padding off the turnbuckle. goal. Kalisto hits a diving Rana and uh, Del Rio hits the buckle. And then we get the Salida de Sol for the win. I thought this was a nice reward for Kalisto too. Uh, coming off the Lucha Dragons, great performance at TLC. So they're kind of, you know, mm -hmm. give them a little solo push. So I, I like this match again. I think, you know, we're staying hot. Yeah, uh, leveling off a little bit for me. I'm not too far behind you. I'm at uh, 2.75 uh, for my match rating there. Uh, next up is the Divas title, as it is Charlotte defending against Becky Lynch, the uh, continued implosion of uh, Team C, uh, what were they? PCB. C yeah, there we go. Um, uh, these guys, uh, these ladies um, had a fantastic match. Uh, I like any time that they're paired off against each other. It's <laughs> We talked in uh, our first season about Double J and Razor Ramon mm -hmm. being just like, <laughs> <Yes>. automatic. <laughs> yeah, two or three, three quarters. Quarter. <laughs> yeah, two or three quarters. Um, so these two for me, uh, three and a half. Uh, I really loved all the character work. I liked everything they did with uh, Nature Boy on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, and Becky is really coming into her own as uh, we get into the, the back stretch of the season. Yeah, they're really continuing to push the story that Charlotte's like edging into her dad and kind of playing dirty. And uh, Becky's kind of pissed about it. And Rick gets involved in this one again. And we, it's, a, it's a good spot, too. Lynch has the disarmor on and Flair throws a jacket on her um, and then turns into a spear from Charlotte. So it was a good finish. Uh, it's also the return of Sasha Banks. Uh, we'll talk about that as a moment later, but she attacks Charlotte. Um, so that we're setting up, it looks like potentially the mania feud, you would think maybe Sasha and Charlotte coming out of this, Sasha's back. Uh, I went three and a half as well. So, I mean, dude, that's a strong undercard. Um, pretty much, you know, three to four and a quarter across the board. So I feel like this one definitely gets overlooked long-term, uh, for rumble yeah. undercards. We'll see if the rumble match delivers. All um, I could think about for, a, um, yeah. All I could think about for a team uh, PCB was, uh, the name they weren't allowed to use because it had a, um, uh, already already uh used uh purpose shall we say the uh submission authority oh <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what that's what they were gonna be for like a week and then um somebody did some googling hopefully on incognito mode and um yeah <laughs> realized what was up yeah no bueno uh all right we have a very interesting rumble match uh to close out the night it's uh for the dirty world title for the first time since 1992 uh, Roman Reigns' world title was put up on the on the line. He was going to have to go all the way for number one. The match was built around him. Um, so he comes out of the start. Rusev is two. We get the huge shock at number three. Is I mean, I say huge shock. It was pretty well known he was going to be there, but it's a cool moment. AJ Styles mm -hmm. makes his debut. It was well done in Orlando. Of course, this is any U.S. city where he's going to have a bunch of recognition. It was definitely going to be Orlando after all his years in TNA. He was coming off really like a real hot run too with New Japan. And Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. so uh, he was pretty coveted. He was also signed, like, because the whole group got signed, right? Like, him, Nakamura, and uh, what's their names? Uh, Anderson and Gallows, right? When they all pretty yeah. much signed, like, together as like, a group. So that was, like, a big deal when they all got signed. Um, so him debuting here is the most memorable part of the Rumble, I would say. Uh, of course, we also have Triple H, who comes in at number 30. We hadn't seen him since Reigns beat the shit out of him at TLC. So that was a surprise entrant, and Reigns actually is not the final guy thrown out. He goes out and then it's down to Triple H and Ambrose. And Triple H wins his uh, ninth WWE world title, 14th world championship overall at the end of the night. To a pop. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it's a pop. Um, yeah. I think it was shrewd, though, to do Ambrose there because you guaranteed maybe at least it wouldn't all be pro Triple H down the stretch. You know, they, they could make Reigns feel more screwed if it was just Reigns and Hunter. Reigns wasn't going to get cheered at all. So uh, I like this as a Rumble match. My baseline for a Rumble is usually around like four stars. Like it's hard for me. I start there for a Rumble. 
um, because I, I just love all the Rumble matches. So you're going to be kind of bad to like dip below that. Anything below three and a half for me is like our all-time bad Rumble. So a Rumble could still be a three, but to me, that's like some of the worst Rumbles, so like threes or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I went four and a quarter. So I, I had this like just above a really good Rumble. I, I don't think it's in the great Rumble territory, uh, but I do think it was really good. Uh, so again, especially the Styles part. We had the Wyatts uh, all working as a team. I thought that was cool. We had Brock uh, coming in, and it looked like maybe kicking off a feud with the Wyatts. It seemed like they were headed mm -hmm. that way. Uh, Sami Zayn's return after his injury earlier in 2015. Uh, that was a big moment. So it's a pretty memorable Rumble overall. And again, a very good Rumble. The crowd was into it. So what did you think of the match itself? Uh, I'm right there with you. I went uh, four and a quarter as well. Uh, I think this could have been a great Rumble had they taken a few more chances. Um, the thing I really didn't like about it was it's titled one versus all and mm -hmm. Roman gets taken out like less than halfway through the match and he misses yeah, the majority on. of the match. And you can't have a, a match titled one versus all and then have the dude out of yeah. the match for the whole time. I, and I, it's just kind of a crutch with the Rumble they do every now and then that I don't really like. So. Um, that's that's Walter the... or Gunther's uh, yeah. run so impressive this year was he's one of the few that went the full hour, mm -hmm. not the show Michael's 30, but like the full hour and didn't wreck. I mean, it's him, Flair. I mean, even Backlund took a nap. I, I think him and Flair mm -hmm. are two of the only ones that went bell to bell with like no real rest, you know, just going, going, going. That's yeah. why, you know, we don't do now entering the Rumble really anymore. Um, but I think, I think Gunther. 2023 would have a run at at the top spot just you guys got put through the table on the outside you're just taking a little rest yes yes we are. <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i went back and forth on this match but i think it is uh that is uh it, it definitely is not i think um a uh, an all-time classic for us um but there's still room for this to be a lot better triple h at the end they kind of I think when they took Brock out of the match, it was like the air was let out of the balloon. Yeah. And Triple H coming back was like one final puff into the balloon, but the hole was already <laughs> too big to hold the air. So, yeah. Um, but the, the crowd did cheer because it was a cool moment. It's not something that was expected. Um, so, uh, yeah, four and a quarter for me. All right, so I mean, five matches, two all-time greats for us. Um, it's a strong under. It's a strong card. It's a strong card, and it's a six total war for match grade so that's high i mean that's on the higher end for us to get that and especially out of only five matches i mean it's not even a compiler show it's just they're all really good all right let's get to our plus minus for other categories so let's start with build we gave a point for the authority punishing reigns and putting the title on the line uh, a point for rebuilding reigns with the full odds stacked against him a point for the wyatts taking out all the top rumble players leading up to the match a point for del rio and Kalisto's feud over the u.s title a point for the growth of the League of Nations uh, leading up to this show. A point for the very long Charlotte Becky feud that's been you know raging with mm -hmm. Rick that we mentioned earlier, and a point for the Owen Zane lifelong build kind of spilling over here. You know, it obviously started in the Indies and <laughs> continued to NXT, and now Zane's return they reignite it, and it'll be a running uh, thing here in 2016. And for our minus section, uh, we only have uh, Xavier Woods's trombone Francesca being destroyed. It was sad. Um, one of our better builds. And I remember that I was like really glued into the TV at this time. And the TV is really good. It's, it's got a lot of focus. Um, and they got like a core talent that they're really booking around. So I think the, the positive um, build, uh, the build score that the show earned is uh, definitely deserved. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's get to our commentary. Uh, no Kings. So we're shaking up the booth, which is uh, a nice thing. So a point for that. A point for Cole bringing up all the classic last man standing matches of the past during the opener. You know, good use of history. A point for really presenting the women strongly, telling their story. Like we're starting to get there more and more, and, and you could tell. And also a cool little. We have a point for this cool callback where they mentioned how Curtis Axel was eliminated in 2015, <laughs> uh, if you recall that that on running long running joke, and they bring it back here. So that that was cool, kind of threading from year to year. Yeah, give the axe man a little something. Uh, for our minuses. We have there we go. Uh, we've got <laughs> JPL is sick. He should not be on the show. Oh my god, uh, he's, he's awful. Yeah, he's struggling. He should not be on the show. Um, Cole is very robotic with his rumble stats uh, all throughout the match. 
uh, way too prepared and um, gives away any feeling of like surprise. Like he's, oh, this person comes out. I have this stat, you know, pulled yeah, like out. as soon as they're, they're barely out of the curtain, he's already reading it. So it made yeah. it seem like he knew who was coming. It was like buzzer goes off. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's in his ninth Royal Rumble. His first one was 2007. Like he doesn't even give it a beat to like, say, okay, let me look it up. It's Dolph. You know, it's like he's saying it as he's coming through the frigging curtain. Right. I mean, you have like 90 seconds or whatever to, yeah. you know, get that stat out. It doesn't have to come out right away. Yeah. Um, Cole has a very bad, like, is that, could it be? Yeah. Is that who I think it is? Like when AJ Styles comes out. Right. Um, Just give us a silence and then get into it. Yeah. Um, JBL talking down um, about the Lucha, <laughs> the Lucha tours um, and loving to bully them uh, seems on brand with JBL. Uh, but that doesn't really mesh well with his um, sports announcer style, his um, Howard, Howard Cosell style. Um, yeah, he hasn't been doing season. like the heel stuff really during this run. He's doing the very talky talky stuff, you know. So like all yeah. of a sudden he's talking about loving to bully luchadors and everything else. It was like, eh. yeah, and it's not consistent. Um, and then lastly, we've got uh, Saxon goes minutes at a time without many, saying a many word. minutes. Many yeah, minutes. like I even forgot that he was on the show at times. Then like I'd hear him, and I think it was Lawler. Like he's just not. He's very nondescript. All right, so minus one for commentary. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, all right, atmosphere. We gave a point for the Roman Gladiator, kind of Coliseum theme to the event. Always fun for a rumble. A point for the Red Hot crowd during the opening match. A point for the New Day entrance. A point for the crowd hanging with those long undercard matches, like they're in all of them. A point for the crowd reaction to Sasha's return. <clears throat> a point for the rumble reactions. The crowd was on fire for all the overacts. Styles, Owen, Zayn, Lesnar, mm -hmm. Wyatt's. Like, they're into everything. And then a point for AJ Styles, uh, the theme song, of course, debuting in the pop for his arrival. Yeah, it's telling just how over um, with the crowd a lot of those younger or newer, fresher talents are, yeah. like Styles and um, Zayn and Owens and stuff like that. that and they had cool. his theme like nailed right away. Like sometimes you get a guy maybe who had like instrumental version and they figure it out, but mm -hmm. his his came ready to rock uh, out of the gate on that debut right there. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we've got a basic set uh, with no real Royal Rumble theme. Uh, the Brock elimination, as we talked about, deflates the crowd for the rest of the Rumble match. Uh, Rain still not getting over on the biggest stage. Um, even for even for the big return, um, Triple H gets cheered um, and gets the win. We went minus two there. Uh, and the crowd uh, not really into the countdown and the entrances outside of the talent uh, that we really talked about. Uh, so we gave uh, a total of score two. And the reason we gave the minus two in that Reigns one is like we've put so much time and effort mm -hmm. into his push. And it's like for him to be set up this way and still not be engaged with like it just, It was like, when are you going to tap? You know, we talked about it with Survivor Series and TLC, like at some point, like, you know, we're still going full steam ahead and they are. So mm -hmm. uh, but the crowds are still not there. Uh, all right. A lot of notable moments going on. Uh, so we give a point for the first time a champion ever defends his title in the Royal Rumble. We mentioned that the title was on the line 92, but it was vacant. Here, Reigns is the champion going in. A point for Owens wiping out Michael Cole and kind of messing with his face as he's getting up. <laughs> it was hilarious. He, like, falls into it, but he's, like, pie-facing him trying to get up. It was, it was really funny. Uh, a point for the debut of Francesca 2. So we were sad about Francesca 1 getting destroyed, but Francesca 2 is here. A point for the first ever Usos New Day pay-per-view match. Mm. A point for the first Charlotte Becky one-on-one pay-per-view match. Wow. A point for Ric Flair's ringside antics, which are super memorable, throwing the coat <laughs> and all that. Uh, we, went two, we went two points for AJ's debut. Obviously, he's a yeah. Hall of Famer. Worth uh, the bonus. Uh, a point for Sami Zayn's return. A point for Kofi Kingston avoiding elimination by riding Biggie's shoulders around the ring. A point for Kalisto winning the U.S. title. A point for R-Truth bringing the ladder in the ring because he's confused about the gimmick. A uh, point for Owens eliminating Styles, which is a good makeup for his uh, mm -hmm. earlier loss, so making a, a statement. A point for kicking off the Lesnar-Wyatt feud. And uh, two points for Triple H's surprise return, winning the Rumble for the second time, and winning the world title. So we went two on that because wow. it's a pretty big moment. Yeah, a lot happening. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, the creepy opening with Vince and Steph. Uh, oh, kind God. of frisky coming out of the limo. Like, that was weird. And stuff. It was, yeah, very weird. Uh, and then Vince is butchering his lines. Um, continual dismissal of JoJo as well going on in that segment. Uh, Rowan misses missing a large portion of the Rumble matches we talked about. Um, also avoiding the money confrontation with Lesnar. Like they did a little bit of business on TV, building that up. And then yeah. um, the Wyatt family uh, got involved. And so like you're building that tension and then it never gets paid off in the Rumble. Uh, Triple H getting all of the things. He gets number 30. He gets the big entrance. Uh, Roman is selling fear, uh, you know, for Triple H for dad, like, coming home 
Um, he eliminates Dolph, uh, and then he also gets to like dethrone Roman by being the one to toss him out of the ring uh, and eliminate him. And then he outsmarts the whole field, including Roman. Um, and then he out wrestles and eliminates Ambrose as well. Yeah. So, so it's a full Triple H stroke it, fest. It's <laughs> the best way to say it. Yeah. So for all that, we went uh, with a, a minus two. So as usual, this is the most Triple H thing ever. He wipes himself out on these notable moments. Like we gave him the plus two for the big win, the surprise return, and then minus two because he gets all this fucking jar going yeah. on top of it. So yeah. as usual, he's like the the good always outweighs the bad with this guy. So. Yeah, and uh, one more. We got Rusev being lost to see uh, in the match. He's an afterthought um, to open the Rumble. Yeah, he gets involved later with the League of Nations stuff, but he doesn't feel like a threat. He feels like yeah. a goon in that. Yeah. So, uh, But that's a plus nine for moments. So, And think of how high it could have been. I mean, it was a lot of positives, but there was a lot of negatives that drag it mm-hmm. down. Um, so strong there. Uh, match grades we talked about was a six. Card structure, we gave a point for starting hot with the intense feud and wild opener. A point for every undercard match having a title, so there's no restlessness going into the Rumble, no throwaway matches. A point for the women getting the undercard main event slot. So, I mean, kind of the first really big spot for them so far. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had some, you know, more time and more focus, but they're that's traditionally the closer spot on the Rumble. So, when you either after the Rumble or right before the Rumble match, at least before they start the double Rumble and all that. But uh, historically, to this point, that slot was the main event of the undercard. Right. A uh, point for AJ getting all the shine early on. That was a smart way to set the matchup. A point for Wyatt's doing the legacy 09, just dominating as a team. You don't get to see it enough in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And a point for the good Rumble finish uh, with the guaranteed new champion at the end. So Reigns going out and, oh, now we're like super hyped because the guy we don't like already that we soon was going to win is out. And Ambrose we're into, so maybe he's going to get his moment. So that was a good good booking there. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we've got a lot of network ads instead of hype packages and segments uh, on the yeah. show, which is a bummer. Like they have their own network, they could have so much footage that they could be showing uh, and utilizing, but instead, it's you know these advertisements for what's coming to the network. Um, the biggest stars in the Rumble all avoid each other, like Lesnar and Reigns, um, Lesnar and Triple H. Uh, a lot of laying around while one thing happens, center ring. Um, that kind of that kind of trope in the rumble um, yeah. or crutch um, is really obvious here. And it takes away from the match. All right. So it's a plus four for card structure. Rewatchability. We give a point for the Ambrose Owens table bumps, which are really good. A point for AJ's debut. It's always worth a watch. A point for the pop for Sammy coming out. A point for Brock just crushing everyone. A point for Biggie catching Kofi on his shoulders. And a point for Rusev's table splash on Reigns. And then the big League of, League of Nations hug with Vince was pretty funny. <laughs> how they're all embracing and celebrating Reigns getting taken out. Uh, and uh, that's where Rusev takes the monitor with him, becomes the TV champion. That's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Um, in our minus section, uh, we only have two, which is uh, the number of ads and useless segments. And then uh, Becky's annoying loose boot cover. It's kind of oh, distracting uh, during match. that match. Yeah. So that's another plus four. Um, and you know what? is actually going to shift a little bit oh yes there was two all-time matches so that gives us a total war score of 32 marcus which is very high high. praise that is high praise that is very high for us so let's take a look at our list here and see where it falls it didn't change by adding that point (laughs) it is a top six show uh no top one two three five show right now five okay top five show just a point and a half below WrestleMania 21 and two and a quarter above Money in the Bank 11. Okay. So that's a, that's a big finish for this show, but it's got a great set of matches, a ton of memorable moments, you know, all two all time matches. Um, great crowd. Yeah. Like I don't, it's kind of got everything. Yeah, um, when I you're watching the lowest yeah. dip is Kalisto and uh, Del Rio, like that's right. And that was your, a fine cards match. in really good shape. Yeah, I, I feel like this definitely gets not mentioned enough when you mm-hmm. think of like great Rumble cards. Yeah, I think this is one that should be talked about more. So, all right, what do you say we head on to our next show? Well, let's go on over. <laughs> Right, we're going to move over to Fastlane 2016. 
February 21st, 2016. Quicken Loans Arena, Cleveland, Ohio, 14,446. Uh, the same team we just had, Cole, JBL, Byron Saxon. Your boy Morrow worked the pre-show with Byron. So mm-hmm. didn't much there, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Kalisto and Del Rio battled again on the uh, pre-show. Kalisto won the best two out of three falls to retain the U.S. title. So continues to dominate that feud. Um, and that brings us right into the show itself, where Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks kick us off by defeating Team Bad, Naomi and Tamina, just under 10 minutes. I thought it was a perfectly cromulent opener, uh, about as league average as it gets, two and a half. I would argue that's a bit of a letdown when you think Sasha and Becky teaming. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Can't win them all. Tamina and, and uh, is only going to carry you so far. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, two and a half for me as well. Um, just replacement level. Uh, so I won't waste any more time on that. We'll get to uh, our Intercontinental title match for the evening as it is Dolph Ziggler challenging Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens is going to retain. Um, I went three and three quarters, so 3.75. It's um, a good match. Yeah, these, 15 these guys minutes. rocked it. Yeah, I went three and a half. Like, I mean, Owens has been great all season. Like, no, no hiding anything there. And but these are the matches where you make your hay. Like, this is going to get him into our MVP discussion, mm-hmm. right? Or our top five, maybe because you're our fave five. Because oh, this is like fave five. <laughs> this, this is like where you make your hay. Because yeah, he's got those top matches with Cena, but Cena's got great matches too with Rollins and everything else. So like, how are you going to pad your resume? Well is by the, having these random matches on these shows all hit three and a half, mm-hmm. three and three quarters. Like, that's where you make a statement and really deliver on these seasons. So, I mean, here he is checking in with a, you know, for us, it's it's almost a four-star match combined um, where he retains the IC title. And it's one they, they could have mailed in. Like, he didn't have to go out there and bust right. it, but they, they deliver. So, it's a it, really good match. It's a lot like the uh, Cesaro match from SummerSlam this season. It's yes. Like yep. three, three and a half for no reason. All right, we get a uh, six-man tag next as Big Show, Kane, and Ryback defeat the Wyatt family uh, in a six-man tag, just under 11 minutes. Uh, I, I don't know. I went two and a half. It was, you know, some good Haas stuff there. I just, the finish is weird. Like, I don't, I don't know why Ryback is pinning Harper. Like, I, don't, I mean, yeah, he's not really getting a push. I mean, none of it is. Like, the Wyatts are set up maybe a few with Brock. Like, we'd seen that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they losing to this team? I mean, Big Show's not going anywhere. Kane's been a freaking thorn in our side all season. So it's like, what are, <laughs> why are we winning this match? Yeah. Um, I went uh, just a tick higher, 2.75, and that's probably just on uh, the strength of the back of Luke Harper. Uh, I just think his work is uh, impeccable. So, um, but yeah, less said about that, probably the better. Um our next contest is for the Divas title, as it is Charlotte Flair, our champion, defending against Brie Mode herself, Brie Bella. Uh, I went with a war score of three for this match. Uh, yeah, I went to a 275, a perfectly acceptable Charlotte defense. Um, it's just trying to get her along to Mania, where we know she's going to be involved in something with Becky and or Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brie... Hadn't really had our shot yet. Like, you know, we had the whole Charlotte Nikki thing in the fall. So why not? No, Rio here. Uh, This was on the heels of Brian's retirement, right? Have that happened yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that, I mean, that bumps it too, right? That, that puts her into the story. So I think that just happened right pretty recently. Yeah. This is pretty much them running back like the Eddie doing or Ray doing it for Eddie kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's why they. They did it. So I think it was a fine decision to eat up a month for give Charlotte a little more. Yeah, totally fine defense. All right. So that brings us to our uh, next match, which is AJ Styles defeating Chris Jericho by submission, 16 and a half minutes. Uh, I'll be honest, for two of my all time favorites, I didn't think they had a lot of chemistry during this run. I'll be curious how the Mania match holds up. I was not a fan of Y2AJ at the time. Like, I thought. You're bringing in AJ hot. Yeah, Jericho's like a good gatekeeper type guy. It just felt like it felt like they knew AJ wasn't in their main event plans going into Mania, so they had to stall him out until after Mania. Mm. But they wanted him to debut at the Rumble, right? So it's like, all right, what do we do? So Jericho, in theory, seemed like a fine holdover until you get there. But I just, I don't know. I thought the chemistry was just a little bit off for them. So I went three and a quarter on this one. We'll see how Mania holds up with them. But um, I don't know. It's, it's not the most impressive pairing. You would think it would be better. 
Yeah, like you know, Jericho is at a um advanced stage in his career at this point, so it's probably not, you know, the the match you would have thought they'd have in like 2005, but even that like I still went three and a half. Um I thought they built to the finish pretty well, um kind of building around this the submissions and um yeah, I thought I'd probably be a little bit lower, but uh yeah, it settled at three and a half for me. Um so pretty good. Well, what's next? That's okay. <laughs> uh, our next match is our uh, truth taking on the Axeman, Curtis Axel. Uh, Axel's going to pick up the win. This one had a lot of shenanigans with uh, Gold Dust and the uh, social outcasts. Uh, I went with a war score of one. Um, the work itself was okay, but uh, just too many distractions. The booking uh, felt out of place being on the pay per view itself. Um, How'd you feel about it? I, I mean, I didn't really see the point. I, I went a half a star. You saved it from being all time bad as usual. Mother Teresa of the podcast. <laughs> save all these garbage matches from the, losing the point. Unless it's got I, two five, five guys from NXT. I mean, I, I didn't see the point of this one. It was like, yeah, it was an absolute raw segment. We just didn't need it. I know you're trying to pad it out, but it's like two minutes anyway. Yeah. It's a bunch of garbage. Um, you know, it, we didn't, really talk about it yet but there's a segment before this with edge and christian and the new day on the peep show league of nations like just give me two more minutes of that yeah. you know what i mean instead of having this I, this was unannounced too so maybe they realized they're going to be five minutes short and they just threw it out there but you're on the network you know i mean i guess they were still pay per view, but i don't know i figured they could have just told edge and christian to tell jokes at three more minutes <laughs> but fine i think it would have been okay yeah all right, brings us to our main event, which is a number one contenders match for WrestleMania to take on Triple H, and that is Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Brock Lesnar. Reigns wins in just under 17 minutes. Uh, I went four and a quarter. I thought this match was really, really good. Uh, again, kind of another forgotten classic uh, during this run. Reigns, when he's with the right guys, is delivering during this time period. Brock is always on fire, and Ambrose is just super over. We'll talk about it at Roadblock, but I was documentedly strong. And you go back and listen to Clotheslines and Headlines 1.0 that aired, ex, you know, extensively during that early 2016 period. Um, and I was very, very strongly of the belief that they should. Oh, no, maybe it was the Kevin Kelly show. I don't Clothesline has a memory later. It was one of those podcasts. I think it might have been Kevin Kelly show. One of them, I was like adamant that they should um, do a four-way at Mania. I really felt mm-hmm. strongly that they should have done, um, they should have done Ambrose, Brock, Hunter, Reigns four-way world title at mania and then even if reigns wins and the crowd boos you at least mask it like take it down right to the end everyone's involved it's hot you know maybe he steals mm-hmm. the win instead of what we end up getting so we'll talk about it more in our next few shows but i thought this could have been a setup to that by having some kind of convoluted non-finish with these three guys that sets them to be all the number one contenders for the next uh, month but yeah but the match itself yeah. is good again which is standard for this era it's like the matches are fine it's the booking yeah, uh, match was, was great for me as well. Uh, I went four and a quarter. Uh, and I'm with you again. Um, I thought they should have went with a four-way. Uh, and I'm a big, like, you know, main event should probably always be one-on-one. But there was just so much chaos heading into this WrestleMania with all the injuries um, yeah. and, and new debuts and stuff like that. And uh, you've got, like, NXT that weekend. Just, like, with everything going on, I was, like, uh, same mindset as you, like, they should just take the well, four. Well, Reigns wasn't over. Triple H isn't over. So it's like, it's like, how are you going to salvage this match? Like, Reigns, they weren't getting him over. So you're going into the show knowing the guy you're going to close with is a top babyface no one wants to see. And the guy who's a champion no one wants to see. So it's like, all right, well, we have two red-hot guys that everyone loves and Brock and Ambrose. Throw them in the freaking match. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know it'll be a lot better. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe at this point, Brock was still scheduled with Bray, I'm guessing. Because they still kind of play that along a little bit, yeah. Um, so maybe Bray wasn't officially out. So maybe if that's out, I thought, okay, well, if Brock is married to Bray, then do a three-way, do Ambrose Reigns and Triple H, like that would have been yeah. fine too. Um, all right, so well, total war score of a four. So again, a very good in-ring card. I mean, it's, it's always the case um, in this era. Always yeah. the case. All right, let's get to our plus minus uh, elsewhere. For the build, we gave a point for Becky and Sasha's ongoing frenemy angle, a point for the bad team, bad explosion leading up to this, uh, a point for the Wyatts and the Haas boys uh, war burning up, 
a point for Charlotte telling Brie to go home instead of wrestling, kind of pushing her along as a heel some more. <laughs> a point for uh, AJ and Jericho series. AJ trying to prove himself. You know, again, I wasn't a big fan, but it was still a well-developed story. Uh, and, a, and a point for the good story of the Shield having to pick the title over friendship. Uh, Heyman was really kneeling that in the build. Like, are you guys going to pick each other or are you going to do the right thing and fight for the title like you should be? And, you know, Brock is going to prey on that weakness that they have going on their brotherhood and take advantage. So that was the story going in that Heyman was really spinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, the Intercontinental title match being built mostly on social media. Uh, Brian having to retire, Nikki being hurt, and all that being why they turn Brie face to try to uh, transfer some of that simpy onto her uh, and, and force push her back in. Uh, and then using the New Day to hype ENC um, instead of like having them in a few, uh, having them hype right. the ENC show instead of having them be in a feud. Because I mean, this season they've been killing it and they could have added a lot to this card just by being on it. Well, and that was, I mean, they were, you know, we didn't mention that, but yes, the Edge of Christian were on because the Edge of Christian show was starting and they were trying to use this as a backdoor pump up for it. Yeah. Um, if you dump the Curtis Axel thing and maybe shave a minute off here and there, you could have went the edge of Christian peep show right into a league of nations new day match or something. If you want to do that um, as well, that could have been another way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, Christian right. show. Uh, my favorite WWE network. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, Legends house as well. Of course. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's out to a plus three. Let's go to commentary. Cole, uh, he did a good job with the Brie Bella story throughout that match. I thought, despite the questionable material, uh, he also really did a nice job matching the frenetic energy in the main event. He, he kind of came to yeah. play tonight. Uh, and we gave a point for JBL putting over Ambrose's strategy, targeting the left leg uh, in the match. So that was a, a good point there he was bringing out. Oh. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Cole going on about Ziggler being from Cleveland, but <laughs> Lillian doesn't mention it when Dolph comes out. So uh, Cole has to cover up, uh, work twice as hard to explain that. Um, all three give a pathetic effort to hype up uh, the Vince the oh, okay. uh, Vince J the, the Vince McMahon award um, the next night, um, which that leads to Shane coming back, right? At least, yeah, yeah Taker and all that, and yeah, he gives himself the award, and Shane comes out. Yeah, um, and it, it sounded like they were like they were mocking it. Um, yeah. it just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't a good build to it. Um, but that was it. A rare plus one uh, for commentary, so that's a win for them. Uh, atmosphere, a point for the crowd really getting pulled into Owen Ziggler. They, they heated up into it. A point for the Wyatt family entrance, always awesome. Point for Charlotte's entrance. Point for AJ's entrance. Uh, big pop for Edge of Christian coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot entrance for Ambrose. And then the Lesnar entrance and Suplex City chance. So a very good uh, night of, of intense entrances and great crowd reactions for them. For our minuses, we have uh, the continued use of the basic uh, HD set, nothing special. Yeah. Uh, the crowd being dead for Tamina and Naomi. Not much of a hometown pop for Dolph. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Lillian. Uh, no pop for the face Haas team either in the six-man tag. Uh, we got that terrible Brie Bella song uh, instead of the classic Bella theme. So the Brie Mount. I hate that. I was looking forward um, to the you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> that's a banger, yeah. Oh, God. I, the whole, for the first half of the season, we are watching, like, I, it would be in my head for like two weeks after watching those shows. <laughs> like a, it's an earworm. Uh, we got a couple more here. Uh, the crowd being dead for the social outcasts um, and that long stretch of nonsense uh, in the in the, the middle of that match. Um, and then Reigns uh, being booed fully. Um, so that washes. For yeah, zero yeah. for atmosphere. So we had a lot of good, mm. but a bunch of bad. Washes it out. Notable moments. Not a ton on the show. A uh, point for Ryback beating the Wyatts clean. I mean, it was notable. I mean, it's a big win for him. A point for AJ Styles winning his first ever pay-per-view match. Uh, Edge and Christian's return to WWE television, so a point for that. And New Day, League of Nations, Mania feud kicking off as well. So that's a notable moment on the show. Sorry, my daughter is hollering. You're good. You're good. I'll cover the while you look over there. We'll uh, okay, roll on. I, I cover the negative I'm, I'm here. Ready. I'm ready. All right. You got it? Yeah. Um, Go for it, big man. All right. For our minuses, we've got uh, Reigns doesn't pin Lesnar and then gets booed despite uh, the awesome match. Yes. So that's a plus three for no moments. Not as big as most, but strong. Uh, we give a four for match grades. Card structure. We give a point for the uh, opening with the very over team of Sasha and Becky. Smart move there. A point for closing with the biggest match um, on that as well. 
Uh, for our minuses, we have the consistent flow of like slower paced, grinded out style matches. Um, not a lot of card or match variants uh, across the show. Uh, putting Styles into a feud with an overface kind of limits his early pops. Like you're trying to establish him as a face, so maybe not pit him against another established guy that the crowd loves. Um, crowd engagement. Um, oh, sorry, uh, the no, uh, no world title match, uh, stacking a long promo network ads, the, the piss break match, uh, and another network ad at the end of the show, which is made for a very shaky last, uh, you know, 25 minutes or so. All right. So that nets out to a negative two <clears throat> on card structure rewatchability. We gave a point for the new day edge and Christian promo, a point for Brock Lesnar's insane suplex barrage, including one where he catches a Dean Tope into a belly to belly on the floor. So just a madman with the suplexes. Is always that was cool. awesome. Uh, for our minuses, we have uh, Harper messes up the uh, elbow during the finish. Um, and Truth and Axel, uh, that whole entire finish was uh, oh, pretty God. dumb as well. I can't, yeah. All right, so that nets out to a zero for rewatchability. We got the all-time match in Reigns, Ambrose, Lesnar with a one. So that gives us a total war score of a 10. So pretty middle of the road uh, for us. If you look at you know how many shows we've done, give or take. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, Yeah, so we've done about 67-ish shows at this point, and this is around, you know, late 40s, so almost halfway. I mean, just kind of in the middle. It's like a point behind Bad Blood 04, a point ahead of Vengeance 11. You know, this is like in that group, No, no uh, Hell in a Cell 11, No Mercy 04, like that. Those kind of shows, right, where they're not bad. Nothing you're probably going to throw on, but right. if you did, it's kind of like whatever, kill a few hours. Yeah. Um, fast lane, more like middle lane. Am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Marcus tonight though, we're doing a bonus third show because of the way that's all washed out, uh, with WrestleMania 32 being as intense as it is. We wanted to give that its own, own night to itself. Mm-hmm. So we did have an extra show we were going to do. So we figured, Hey, let's throw it all out against the wall tonight. We're going to have a third show covered on <laughs> All right, so that means we are covering Roadblock 2016. Uh, it's actually the first Roadblock of the year. <laughs> There'd be two of them. Uh, there's a formal pay-per-view at the end of the year in December where they used a Roadblock end-of-the-line mm-hmm. messaging. This one is the uh, just a network special. It was originally uh, meant to be a house show in Toronto. Uh, it was entitled March to WrestleMania Live from Toronto, but they figured, hey, why don't we broadcast it live to hype more of WrestleMania, put a couple big matches on there. And, uh, you know, we'll go ahead with it. So we ended up converting this into a network special. And that means we're going to cover it. So March 12, 16 from the Rico Coliseum in Toronto. We have uh, 9,000 in attendance. And we're going to get right into things with our dark matches. Where's Mark Henry defeating Randy Sharp? I don't know who that is. Uh, And Goldust defeating Victor uh, on the the dark matches. So not much. Ah, the Ascension. Victor. Uh, and then we get into our opening match on the show itself, where the New Day defend their tag team titles against the League of Nations. It was Big E and Kofi Kingston against King Barrett and Sheamus, just under 10 minutes. Um, these, these teams will face off at WrestleMania in a six-man, so this is a little backwards. Usually you'd think the six-man would lead to the tag title match, but they do the tag title bout here. They'll set up the big six-man at Mania. Um, as far as openers go, it was fine. I went three stars. Yeah, it was four guys that are good workers, and know how to just put on a match like this without a problem yeah as soon as i saw the participants for the match i was like oh this seems like a, a three-star match and it's exactly what it was um yeah sheamus especially uh is really good for the, uh, that kind of delivery um yeah i guess we can talk about the the trip the uh the six-man tag at, Rust, at wrestlemania when we do the uh, wrestlemania show so yeah. i'll save my thoughts for that later uh our next contest is chris jericho taking on jackie swaggart uh, the All-American American, very over uh, in Toronto. Uh, of course, Jericho cuts the uh, heel promo before we get started. Uh, and I went with a war score of 2.75 for this match. Yeah, me too. I, that's a pretty good little match. I mean, Swagger's always fine for this stuff. Yeah. Right? He'll he'll give it two and three quarter to three and a quarter. Nothing's ever going to be bad. He can work the match, but he's also not going to 
build the level of heat that you need to probably really get over the hump. So, but that said, it was it was definitely enjoyable. Two and three quarters to me as well. Yeah, I really like Swagger in the babyface role. I think it's a good role for him. Uh, all right, so we have a really cool moment here as they integrate some NXT action into this house show slash special. As the Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, the NXT champions, make their official big big roster debut against Enzo and Cass, also making their debut um, unofficially. So 10 minutes here, the Revival win. Uh, I went three and a quarter. You know, so I, I thought it was a cool little taste test to get you to see these guys on a main roster show. The crowd was also very knowledgeable of them. Like they were mm-hmm. super hot for this match. They knew all four guys. They were excited for it. It's a cool little preview. The revival, you know, were over already, but they would really have their big breakout uh, Mania weekend. Yeah. In in NXT Dallas, I uh, take over Dallas, right? Is that where they fight uh, American Alpha? Yep. Mm-hmm. And they have that like, classic match. So this, they're yeah. really starting their ramp up, and they're gonna have like the DIY stuff coming up and all that. So. Um, they're on their path to uh, a really strong year, and it kind of kicks off here with this little moment. And then Enzo Cass will be up in a month as well. Um, they they debut officially the night after Mania. So very nice. Uh, I went through in a quarter as well. And you mentioned that uh, all these acts the crowd seems to be familiar with, and mm-hmm. it's just weird how like NXT is still continued from then. But I feel like the crowd is less familiar with the NXT acts now as opposed to these guys. And it's not because like these guys worked indies because the indies they worked like it's not like um, they're working in major indie companies like you know the right. the revival were no. working in the, the Carolinas and you know Enzo and 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 Cass like you know I think they're mostly PC. Uh, products that when you're wrestling so um yeah just just interesting to see that difference between like then and now um our next contest is for i don't know how i always get these uh is for the divas title as natalia uh is going to get the hometown pop um that's not really hometown home country um taking on charlotte flair our champion charlotte is going to retain uh i went with three and a quarter jt yeah, three and a half for me. I like this a decent amount. Again, the crowd was was pretty into it. Um, Natalia, again, solid worker, like a swagger on the women's side. I just kind of put on a good match. And she has good chemistry with Charlotte, dating back to the NXT stuff. So um, I thought this is well worked. And Charlotte's on a hot streak heading into Mania. So we'll see how mm-hmm. that pays off. Okay, up next we have Brock Lesnar taking on. It's basically Luke Hopper. Um, it's positioned as a handicap. It's supposed to be Bray, basically. He's hurt. Um, then it's gonna be handicapped, but Bray never gets on the ring, he just stands in the aisle. So it's basically Brock squashing Harper, is what it ends up boiling down to. Uh, so anyway, it was a three because it was a big man fun squash four minutes. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, so it was a good match. Uh, it looks like to me, I guess, are they still like was Brock Ambrose even announced yet, or are they still hanging on to maybe Brock Wyatt here or what? But I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought maybe they announced it that it was going to be Brock Ambrose. I think I remember hearing that when Brock was going up the aisle. Right. They were so maybe they knew about, Bray was cooked and they were, just I think so. Show. Yeah. yeah. Because it definitely seemed like they were building that for mania come out. of the mm-hmm. so I, I mean, him getting hurt must've really screwed that up. Yeah. You don't do all that business, you know, before the rumble and then at the yep. rumble um, without having a, a major payoff uh, planned. Uh, I went three as well. Um, it was quick, but uh, it was cool to see Harper get some offense in and really send it against Lesnar. And, um, to see Lesnar kind of take care of Harper on uh, those suplexes, but still made it look good. Um, Brock's just really good. Uh, and so is Harper. So um, our next contest is uh, another countryman as Sami Zayn takes on Stardust. Uh, I went with a 2.75. Um, nothing super remarkable, just a really solid contest um, and a basic uh, good guy versus bad guy match. Yeah, I went two and three quarters as well. It was a little disappointing. I mean, it was cool to see Sammy here, and like, as they're ramping him up, he had just come back from the injury and all that. He's going to be a, in a big match at Mania. Um, Cody is Stardust is just uninspiring. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we get the decent stuff with the Mel, like at SummerSlam and all that, but um, otherwise, it's kind of like, eh, like I don't know. Yeah, not really. It just doing doesn't it really click. It doesn't really hit. Yeah. So uh, he's just maxed out. So again, it was it was fine, but um, two and three quarters for me, which I would consider a disappointment for a match given some time with Zane, Cody Rhodes, twelve minutes. You expect him to at least break three stars. That brings us to our main event: Triple H defends his world title against Dean Ambrose successfully in twenty-five minutes. 
Uh, I went three and a half. That was a very good main event. Um, Legend has it a little overrated, I think. Like coming in, I was like, oh, this is that match. And like, it was very good. I didn't think it was great. Uh, again, I also thought here at the time, like, oh, all right, something's up. They're putting this on the network. Mm-hmm. They're hyping up Ambrose Triple H for a reason. Ambrose has been super over and involved in this feud on TV. Ambrose is going to win the world title here and set up some kind of four-way. They're going to so yeah. Ambrose Brock was announced because I remember thinking he's going to win the title and they're going to merge the matches together mm-hmm. and put the four yeah. of them into the mix at Mania and, and Reigns will win the belt back there. So um, doesn't happen. Triple H successfully defends and then everyone realized, okay, I guess we're getting that. Um, the plan is the plan. Yeah. So. Strong finish of the show, though. Yeah, uh, I went to 3.75. Just a really solid wrestling match. Uh, and the finish, it built up really well. Uh, crowd was really into it, I thought. Uh, and reading uh, Mox, Moxley's book, uh, Mox, um, he talks about this match. Um, just some really interesting insight. And um, I felt that way at the time. Like, oh, this thing's kind of being called out in the ring. It just kind of worked like that. Um, and then reading the book and having that confirmed. Uh, which is pretty cool because you don't get that a lot in this era of WWE just because the action is so um, uh, advanced uh, and athletic that, you know, some of it does kind of feel a little, you know, rehearsed and right. run through. So this was just kind of a, a good classic throwback wrestling match that I liked. All right. So that nets out a score of four and a half. So not as strong as our, uh, oh, a little bit, but uh, yeah, a little bit better than fast lane below the rumble. So again, that was still a strong outing. Um, all right, let's get to our build. Uh, you know, a point for using the network to add a last minute pay per view, uh, vi- a good vibe heading into Mania made it seem like a big deal. I like them using the network at this point to mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. It's like, hey, why not? Why not do these kind of things? We, we got this thing where we can do whatever we want. Let's hype up this house show and make it a big deal. I thought that was yeah. always smart when they did that. Uh, a point for the intense end zone cast, Dash and Dawson feud that they, you know, highlighted was going on in XT. A point for the Lesnar Wyatt feud for the Rumble. Brock wants revenge. A point for Ambrose being top of the card all year. You're kind of teasing, potentially getting Ambrose reigns. Ambrose wants respect. He's getting left out. So all part of the build for this match here. Uh, for our minuses, we have Y2AJ really being an aimless start for Styles, as we talked about. Uh, we've got Jericho Swagger. Seems a little bit random. Jericho does his best um, to talk about, like, Swagger taking the world title from him and cashing money in the bank. Um, thought that was a good inclusion, but still not enough. Um, leaning on a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, from from 2010 uh so like the money in the bank stuff to carry on that's like asking a lot of the audience to like hey do you remember do you remember that like you know they they should have done more on tv i think to um drill that into the audience uh and then you've been all over this this season and i definitely agree uh so much obsession about being the face of the company and like you know who's going to represent the business and the company and like what's best for business and like it's just it's exhausting to hear your yeah. world champion um refer to like that and it makes it kind of makes everybody involved just a little bit unlikable like the audience it's has been, been conditioned yeah and the audience season, has been conditioned to not like that and here we are fighting over who gets to be you know number one in that all aspect. season has been this stupid corporate battle of the face yeah. of the company and the corporate chance it's just like it's been it's been one of the worst parts of watching this season, honestly. Is that there's been a lot of good matches, some fun moments, but that has been like a drag on it. Like director of operations, the authority, we want the right brand. Like no, we don't want to hear it. Yeah. Want to hear it. All right, so that's one plus one for build. Uh commentary, nice job putting over Jericho's career resume for newer fans. Uh a point for good use of the NXT match to hype up the first takeover coming over the week uh, WrestleMania weekend takeover. So this was a tease for that to get you excited. And a point for Cole hyping up Zane's independent career and experience again for the crowd as well. So you can tell the commentary was a little more laid back on this night. Mm-hmm. Um they took advantage of it and did did some different stuff. Yeah, you can see some of um like what Michael Cole can do when he's not hyper produced, which is you know, can be really good work. Um for our minuses, we've got JBL's dismissive attitude about Byron, uh, Cole screaming and pointing out things that we need to see and know. Uh, you know, look at that. Um, all the stalled or all the stardust banter. Um, it's just it it's really bad during like a really slow match. Um, and then commentary hyping uh that Ambrose can change WrestleMania, which they've really hammered home, like, oh, this match could completely, you know, change up what we're doing for WrestleMania. And it's like, okay, cool, that's exciting. And then you don't give the fans an exciting thing. It's like, why? Well, what was the point? All right, so then that's out to a negative one. 
atmosphere, you have a point for a new day being super over, a point for the cool feel to the arena's dark. It's like a mm -hmm. simple old school vibe, like an old MSG show. Uh, a point for the or old, old Toronto uh, Maple Leaf Garden show. A point for the uh, huge Jericho pop. A point for Enzo and Cass's entrance. A point for the loud NXT chants. There's full engagement with those acts. It shows the crowd is into the product. A uh, point for the crowd being into Natty and Charlotte. And a point for the hot split crowd during the main event. Yep. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, Bray's promo in the aisle. Uh, ruins his uh, usual amazing Yeah, entrance. we get the whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, no crowd investment into Stardust. And then we got random CM Punk chants for no uh, good, me good reason during the main event. Like two years out. Come on. <laughs> uh, all right so that's a plus four for atmosphere uh notable moments really not a lot uh we went well, plus one for the debut bootios which is a big thing at this time and then we give the max plus three for future stars so what we've decided is if you get three three or more debuts we're just going to cap it at three because some of these shows we're getting like and mania is coming up too we get like five six seven like a ton of debuts and it's like we're just, it's going to be a ridiculous amount of points so we're going to go cap at three so anytime we hit three major debuts on a pay-per-view or three wrestlemania debuts which we usually kind of give credit for as well if it's a big star uh we're going three max so this one had that we had you know revival we had uh um enzo and Cass. so you know we had more than enough for three uh points on that uh for our minuses we have uh the y injury forcing things to uh switch over to harper and the kind of the glorified one-on-one -on -one match um and then titling a show roadblock that causes absolutely no issues for anybody uh, all the champions right. retained yeah, um, nothing changed going yeah nothing was in jeopardy really so um yeah poorly done there all right, uh, so it's a plus two for moments. Uh, card structure, we give a point for starting hot with the New Day entrance, a point for the NXT showcase, and a point for Natty being the top contender in Canada. Like It was, it was a good choice. It was just a kind of a throwaway show anyway, so why not burn it? Oh. Uh, for the minus, we've got the unneeded dusty finish in the main event, even though um, the crowd seemed a little bit into it. And then um, it really just telegraphed the finish since they won't uh, won't do the double pop. So. Right, once they faked it. Like, okay, he's not going to win it again yeah. a minute later. So you knew Triple H was winning. Uh, so plus two for card structure. Rewatchability, we gave a point for Natty saying Brett called the Flares cowards. That was <laughs> funny. Um, and then a point for Sammy's home country reception, which was awesome. Yep. And then uh, Jericho's heel promo. Um, it's kind of like a generic heel promo to try to get heat. Um, yeah, it wasn't that exciting. I feel like he does that every time he's in Canada. Uh, so that's a plus one for watchability. No all-time matches. Leaves us with a total war score of 13 and a half. So a little above fast lane, a pretty strong showing. It's in the top half of shows we've done. Um, that puts it, uh, let's see, right above UK Championship Tournament Night 2 from 2018. Just below Extreme Rules 15 and Capital Punishment 11. Uh, you know, so one, two, three, four of that. So that's, yeah, let's call it like a top 38 show. Okay. You know, the 70 ish we've done. So, so not bad. Pretty middling, but not, that's not a bad thing necessarily. So how do you feel about the build now to mania? Like watching these three shows? Like, I mean, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. I think it's mania. Like there's some excitement. I know injuries are, are hurting things a little bit. Uh, we'll see how these final few weeks go. There's some questionable stuff on the Mania card, obviously, but there is potential for it to be a very good show if done correctly. Yeah, if done correctly, it's uh, the key phrase there. Um, but it's it's very concentrated and focused. Like um, it's not like maybe a build like as we'll get to when we do the '99 2000 season. Uh, I know that build for WrestleMania is, um, or we already did that one, didn't we? We did WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, right. we did that one. Okay, so the like the build for that one is uh, a little bit all over the place. Um, right. Whereas this one, uh, we know the major talent involved. We know the matches, and then, like they all have a very clear uh, and concise build. Uh, even if it's unspectacular, sometimes like with the world title pitcher, um, it's at least a, a clear path. So um, it's very focused. Yep. All right, you want to read through our top ten before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, let me get over there. Uh, you want to get us started? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Our 10th uh, best show right now is Fully Loaded, 1999 with 26 and a quarter. Uh, I'm still trying to navigate it. I'll get you next one. Number nine is NXT TakeOver War Games 2 with 26 and a half. Mm -hmm. yep. Keep going. <laughs> number eight, NXT TakeOver New York, 28 and a quarter. Uh, number seven, Royal Rumble 2000 with 28 and a half. Number six, Money in the Bank, 2011 at 28 and three quarters. 
that we get a, a pretty good jump into the top five. The top five feel like there's a tier. If you kind of look at the two scores of the bottom five, top five, uh, we got Royal Rumble 2016 with 32. That was uh, one we talked about tonight. WrestleMania 21 is uh, fourth with 33 and a half. SummerSlam 2015, 35 and a quarter. Royal Rumble 2005, 36 and a half. And SummerSlam 1999, still our king at 38 and a quarter. Uh, Highly controversial SummerSlam 1999. So it's an interesting spread. I mean, from that to the 10th place show, there's a 10-point spread there. But the top five is five points. So that's a little bit closer. Uh, on the other end, if you want to look like our worst scores, just to give you some context, Over the Limit 2011 is our worst show at negative nine. Wrestling Classic mm. 85 at negative six. So, I mean, that's a, you know, 40-plus point spread between our best to worst, which is pretty, yes. you know, pretty good. I, I think when you start to look at the average shows – um, you're looking in that that stretch of, you know, some of the ones we were talking about earlier, like uh, Extreme Rules 15, Capital Punishment 11, WrestleMania 2000 you just mentioned, WrestleMania 28, Payback 15. Like, it's that probably 13 to 15 is like your yep. middle of the road for us. So yep, exactly. Zero, you know, originally we thought, maybe when we started this podcast, that zero would be like our middle ground and we'd go up and down, but now it's really settled where that 10 to 15-ish or whatever is kind of that's like your average and anything below that is, is kind of our worst stuff yeah above that so it's the best stuff, so. all right it's another show so we'll be back in two weeks marcus we'll talk wrestlemania 32 just that we'll do our year-end awards which always fun and then we'll start to preview our next season check out everything the north south connection has to offer if you're watching our video, thank you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we give not all of our shows, but most of our shows now are in video format. Everything still is audio, though. And if you just go to NorthSouthConnection.com, everything's there. Audio, video. So whatever you want to try and find is there. If you subscribe to any podcatcher app as well, you'll get all the audio, too. Social media, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you can check us out on any of those, North South Connection. Continue to live your life above the place level. Hey!